What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey guys, welcome to the Japanese Mobility Show here in Tokyo, and this has been quite the show, Tommy. And in this video, we're going to do a complete walk around of the entire show, show you everything that's here. And, uh, you know, we've been going to a lot of shows and since COVID. There has not been that many new reveals here. Oh, my God, so many stunning cars. And we're going to blow your mind with the Mazda. We're going to show you a new old Honda that you won't believe. And we're going to show you an electric pickup from Toyota. But let's start with this, Tommy. What's that? Well, this is the Toyota FTSE concept, which is not a good name. But this is a vehicle that could preview an upcoming electric MR2. So this appears to be a low-slung sports car, kind of in the same realm of an MR2. And Dad, it doesn't look that far away from a potential production. It's got realistic sized wheels, no weird fins or gills. This is a really exciting car. Yeah, so for the longest time, of course, Toyota has been taking a lot of flag from the EV world for not actually having a lot of EVs, right? They've had a lot of hybrids, but not a lot of EVs. Well, that all changed as of today because Toyota rolled out, well, look at this. I mean, there's, uh, I don't know how many there are, but there's a lot. There are a ton of fully electric vehicles at the Toyota booth. And really, Japan as a whole industry has really been lacking behind the EV revolution. Um, you know, currently in Japan, EVs only make up about 1.7% of the total market share in Japan, but they are coming in hot and heavy with new electric reveals here in Japan, including this. This is the Toyota Land Cruiser SE. This is a concept from Toyota, which, um, you know, is a little sacrilege in my opinion to the Land Cruiser name, Dad, but it's a fully electric battery electric vehicle. Probably the most surprising thing here, though, is right there. It's called the uh, Toyota EPU, which, <coughs> think about it, electric pickup. It was designed in California at the Calti Studios. And this is, well, a Rivian competitor. What would you say? Maverick competitor? It's kind of well, small. Well, it's electric, dude. It's battery electric. Yeah. Maverick is, you know, a hybrid at best. But, Dad, here's the story with this. Right. This is a unibody truck yep. with a fold-down mid-gate, just like the Silverado EV. You gonna open up the door? No, it's closed. Yeah. I don't wanna open it up. Yeah, don't open it up. It's a concept, but what's interesting about this one is it's the only one that's left-hand drive. So this looks very America-friendly, Tommy. It sure does, Dad. Yeah, I really like this design a lot. It's very uh, cohesive, I would say. For example, you've got the black roof um, with this kind of really interesting C-pillar design. Yeah, take a peek in the, so on the inside. It's got, of course, uh, a steering device best used for an airplane, a yoke. Yeah, I hate the yoke. Yeah, get rid of the yoke, guys. But Please, don't put it on a truck. Big screens, that right there is your transmission selector. And it appears it has a front trunk as well. So I think that lid opens up and allows you to put stuff in the front. But it's a handsome little truck. Yeah. You know, it's not too roundy, roly-poly, screams electric. It's just a good-looking, solid little unit. Now, I don't know what this is, Tommy, but Toyota has gone not just electric with their cars, but it looks like a massive electric side-by-side. -side. I don't know what the heck that is. I don't know. <laughs> that is pretty out there. There are some things out here that are a little, uh, shall we say, uh, off the wall, Tommy, but this is not one of them. So uh, let's keep going. We've got a lot more to show you. This is going to be... What do you uh, think of the electric Land Cruiser? Yeah, I like the one that's over there better. Let me show you that one. Oh, the actual off-road one? Yeah, the one that's kind of a mustard yellow. 
that's the launch edition, Dad, of the new 250 series Land Cruiser. Well, let's come walk around. Let's show them. Yeah, so um, Toyota has brought back the Land Cruiser for 2024, and we've got tons of videos over at all TFL on this vehicle. But what's interesting about this particular one is it's got a yoke, and it doesn't have pedals. What is up with the yoke, and why are there no pedals? I don't know what they're... Oh, it's got, oh, it's got look, it's got little, like... Uh, little little like, hand grips for... Yeah. yeah, I see, you don't have to touch that, I got it. Okay. Um, I don't... We've been getting in a lot of trouble at this show. Yeah, we never know if we can go in or if we can't go in. In America, you can always go inside a car. That's kind of the fun of it, right? Because people get to go and sit in them and try them out. Here, these are much more... Uh, uh, I don't know, what would you call them? Uh, hands down. off. Yeah. yeah, hands off. Yeah, so we don't, but, we don't know what the rules are. But that, this new Land Cruiser is powered by the 2.4 liter hybrid system. It's a true off-roader with a standard locking diff, tows 6,000 pounds, retro design here. I think this is the first edition. This one has the round headlights. You can get it with the square, the egg crate grill, and it starts at $55,000, Dad. You know what? Let's head on over to something they haven't seen. And we're going to show you the star of the show next because uh, this one is hard to believe that Mazda snuck out of nowhere with this car. Now, we were expecting an electric Miata, right? That was kind of the rumor that they were going to do the next Miata. But instead, uh, they came out with something completely different. Now, guys, we're doing a walk around. If you do want to check out a much more up close and in-depth video of these cars, We've done a bunch of videos on all these cars, and where are they, Tommy? All TFL.com is where you can find them from all the channels. Yeah. So yeah. Mazda was teasing us for a number of uh, number of days now with what we thought would be a new electrified Miata. You know, and we see Miatas throughout the stand, but what they launched instead. Oh my God, this is incredible, Tommy. Something truly um, kind of breathtaking. Yeah. So this is the Mazda Iconic SP concept but this is the return of a rotary a rotary powered sports hybrid. car to the mazda lineup so it's a hybrid uh, so it's got a rotary dual rotor engine oh look at that look at the way <laughs> doors open uh like i was saying a dual rotor engine that doesn't necessarily power the wheels what does it do well it charges up a battery so it's a yeah. generator which is kind of like eh. Not sure how cool that is, but the fact that it does have a rotary is fantastic. Mazda said that the low profile, small dimensions of the rotary allowed them to give it that beautiful sloping front end. And if you're listening to the podcast, we're looking at a Mazda that kind of looks like a Ferrari Roma got with an FDRX7. And there's a and little bit of Corvette in the rear end, which you'll see. It had an incredible love child. You know, I don't really care what powers it, Tommy. I just say build it because it is so gorgeous. I mean. The doors, the wheels, the doors the hinge lights. up. It's kind of like an Aston Martin, almost swan style door. Look, look at those taillights, Tommy. Look how beautiful those are. Yep, so we're coming. Kind of look at like a figure eight almost, right? Coming around to the rear of the car, you can see what the back end has to offer. No, I mean, it's gorgeous, and it really has been the star of the show. What do you think those uh, like dual red slashes are at the bottom? I think that's a potentially a, a brake light there, Dad. Could be, because you're going to see that again used in a very different context when we get to Honda and show you what they uh, have surprised us with. Now, here's the thing though, right? Mazda's been teasing with us with a rotary replacement to the RX-8 now for, I don't know, two decades. So I'm kind of hesitant to say that this is gonna make it into production, but uh, it sure would be cool if it did. You know, can we walk around here, maybe take a peek inside? Can we get, show them a little bit of an inside shot of that thing? I love the blue interior actually. Oh, there goes the door. Yeah, bye -bye. the electric doors, I'm not sure, would make it to the final. Yeah, and those mirrors never make it into production, right? Those little camera, uh, mirrors. camera mirrors. I actually don't love those. 
Uh, but obviously it's a concept car. You can see by how those wheel wells are filled up by those giant slicks. I love the, you know, I think the Brits call them bottle cars. In other words, Coke bottle cars, you know, that classic, uh, very feminine uh, structural design. Beautiful car though, but by far, yeah, the uh, star of the show. And it's not crystal soul metallic. No, it's got some funny name like Valio Red. I, I forgot the name. because Jupiter? No, oh. it starts with a V. I'm very jet lagged. <laughs> we we do have the horsepower number, 365 horsepower. It weighs 3,200 pounds, so it should be pretty darn quick. I'm probably thinking four or five seconds to 60. Very, very attractive I'm, vehicle. I'm a little scared that Mazda will never build it. Well, that's what I, I'm thinking too, Dad. I mean, we've had concepts of rotary-powered sports cars for so long. Yeah, so let's keep walking. We're going to walk across to the other hall uh, and show you some Pretty cool motorcycles, actually, believe it or not. There's motorcycles. Now, uh, I'm kind of torn about Subaru. They don't give us cars uh, to review, so I never really want to highlight them very much. Where are you going? We're going to go to Honda. It's this way, Tommy. Um, what about Daihatsu? We're going to go make a big square. We'll come back. Don't worry. Well, I, have a, I have a plan. I think that the... Um, Let me finish what I was saying Well, before. I think that the Subaru concept... Look, they built an airplane, Tommy. Subaru built basically a drone. And put there. Yeah, but look at this cool concept car in front of the drone. Oh, God, that's horrible. No, come on. Just because oh, they don't give us cars doesn't mean we no, shouldn't no, no. profile them. Compare that to the Mazda. Well, it's look cool. Looks like that was styled by a 12 year old. I love it. Oh, no. That is a cool design, oh, Dad. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Come dude. on. Look at the, you got those cool, like, uh, running lights in the grill there. You got that fantastic I think rally that blue. It's made of wood. It's not made of wood, it's carbon fiber. <laughs> hey, come on, hold on. Before you go that way, I got to show them something that is certainly uh, important to our viewers. Now, this has come out a while ago, but we do have the EQG, Tommy, the electric G-Wagon here. Uh, this is the first time we've actually had, like, close-up hands-on with it, so let's just show it to them. Um, Mercedes unveiled this a while ago, uh, but it's cool that it's here in uh, Tokyo. Yeah, don't love it, Dad. Don't love it? Why do we have a G-Wagon on racing slicks? Yeah, that is weird. And then you got this thing in the back, so, G-Wagon that the spare tire mounted to the gate, except they got rid of the spare tire and put a square glove box on the rear rear gate. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it looks like a dog purse. You don't love it. Mm. So, um, mm. yeah, not hot on the slicks. I mean, maybe it'll have the same capability. What's the thing on the roof? Is that like a modern version of a roof rack? Yeah, it's got a really cool roof rack. I do like the roof rack, but not super you like the, hot. The lit up stripes on the side of it. That's of also the very cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, not not a big fan of the EQG. All right. Well, let's, no. keep, let's keep going uh, and see what there is to see. Now, next up is Kawasaki, Tommy. Well, we got to cross the hall first, and if you're listening, we are in this properly enormous convention center. I think it's called Tokyo Big Sight. Yeah, a couple, couple observations, right? First of all, I've never seen so many, and I'm doing air quotes, press people at a, a basically a news, a press day at an auto show. I mean, there's something like 5,000 people here. This is like Chicago at its busiest. So either there's a boat ton of Japanese automotive press, or there's just a lot of people coming to the show pretending to be automotive press, well, or both. Not to you know make any assumptions, but there was a gal in a wheelchair with a breathing tube who was probably 900 years old with a press pass that was kind of wheeling herself around earlier today. I do wonder, maybe she's really popular among the, uh, the old folks community in Japan with her car reviews, but that was a bit of a head scratcher. Well, Japan does have an aging population, so she could have a very popular YouTube channel or podcast or Instagram or whatever Japan is currently using at its hottest. Now, we are going from 
the east hall, to the east hall, the other side. Uh, <laughs> to the other east hall. <laughs> the other east hall. There's six halls here. We've actually walked to all of them. Guess what? I'm over 25,000 steps today, Tommy. That's pretty darn good, Dad. Yeah, considering I'm jet lagged. So um, this is cool. Over here is Kawasaki, uh, and they really unveiled one of those bikes a while ago, but it's the first Japanese manufacturer to actually have an electric motorcycle and get this, a hybrid. So let's show them both of those, huh? Yeah, so they're fully embracing electrification here at Kawasaki Motorcycles. And the first one is the Ninja EV. The Ninja now has turned 40 years old, and this is a fully electric, production-ready um, Ninja bike. Well, they're definitely building this, for sure. Now, it looks really fast, but you said it's not that fast. Yeah, so you see the gas tank? There are two 1.5 kilowatt hour batteries in there for a total of three kilowatts. It's got a top speed of about 80K and a range of about 50K, which isn't huge. So basically it's kind of a glorified electric bicycle that well, looks like a motorcycle. 50 kilometers of range is like 35 miles. Yeah, it's not huge. It's not huge, but no. this is huge. So yeah. this is the Ninja 7 Hybrid. And this is a cool bike. So it's a 451cc two-cylinder motorcycle. And Kawasaki says it has the fuel economy of a 250 with the power of a 1,000cc leader bike. Um, it's got three drive modes. It's got a six-speed electronically selectable transmission, no clutch lever. And um, I think it looks great. You know, I know that there's been a push toward making these super bikes more clean, more efficient and this hybrid is now a way to do that. Yeah, I'm waiting for a plug-in hybrid motorcycle. Won't that be cool? But let me show you my favorite bike here, uh, is this one right here, this retro bike. This is just a beautiful bike. It's a 200cc, it's called uh, the, actually 230, W230. Look at this, now, that is a cool bike. Yeah, what you're looking at if you're listening um, to the podcast. is a black and white, like 1970s, uh, you know, Japanese version of a British bike, like an old BSA. Yeah, beautiful. You got the dual shocks out back, chrome. Key shooter exhaust. Chrome pipe that runs along the side. You got the old school chrome spoke wheels, lots of chrome on the headlight bezel and old school analog gauges. It's a beautiful bike, W230, hopefully pretty affordable. And um, yeah, really, really cool. And if you guys want to not listen to this, but actually watch this video, because I understand that, you know, walking along with us and, you know, having us describe things, that that's a Sony car. We gotta talk about it. Oh, I don't know, Afila. Uh, Afila, so Sony and Honda have come together to create their- No news, Tommy. I did the video on this from uh, CES last year. Yeah, but look at it, it's beautiful. Uh, it's got a camera in the front that shows, not a camera, a screen in the front that actually shows movies. So uh, if you wanna watch Spider-Man in a tiny screen in the front of a car, oh, you yeah. can. Look, it's got a screen in the front that That's shows what movies. Said, yeah. <laughs> That's what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, you can watch a movie on the front of your car. Yeah. Whoa! Look at that. You can play Fortnite on the front of your, wow. So now you can go in your garage and watch your movies on your on the, on the nose of your car, huh? You, the, so the, the Sony car thing doesn't get you excited, huh? No. Why not? Oh, it's just been like, either build it or don't. You know what I mean? It's It's been around for a while now and at this point it's, it's getting old. So Honda has a lot of folks kind of wheeling around in these weird electric pod things. Yeah. Um, but this is now the mobility show, not just the auto show. So there's been a big push toward like micro mobility, the last mile kind of things. Look at this guy, he's uh, wheeling around in a, a motorized bar stool. It's probably a million dollar motorized Let's bar stool. Let's show him the Moto Compacto which is probably the coolest thing here now, this uh, is, in, this, in this part of the Honda display. This is coming to the U.S. officially. Case just went out to ride this. Yeah. What you're looking at here 
is a little suitcase-sized motorcycle. Yeah, we have the original one, actually, Case. Either Case or Alex has the original one. And basically the idea was, you know, you have, a, a, well, a little suitcase you keep in your car, so it's for the last mile, so when you go park the car, you can jump on this little scooter and then ride it to work or play or wherever you're going. It's really a beautiful piece of design, though. It's this elegant little cube. The wheels fold out of it. The yeah, seat but rises I out. I don't get why you need all this. It just seems like there's a lot of... It's design. It's beautiful. It is. I like that a lot. I think it's really cool. 15 mile an hour top speed. It goes like 10 miles on a charge, something like that. You but yeah, last mile commuting. You don't like, you don't like that shop pack that you can ride around. <laughs> the photo shop pack. You can sit around in the shop pack. <laughs> it's not very cool. No. No, I don't like the motorized shop pack. But look at this, Dad. Did you know that Honda makes bicycles? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Or at least the power trains. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of car. Forget that. Come on. Let's oh, come just go on. over and show them the big, the big this news. This is news. The prologue, Elite. So this is the um, <laughs> new electrified Honda crossover, which is riding on... Uh, an Ultium platform that's built by GM, or, or that's being hopefully built by GM, because GM is really struggling with their battery tech right now. They sure are, yeah. But this is a Honda GM's uh, crossover. Here, I'll show you the front. Um, come into the U.S. market here shortly. Pretty attractive, kind of. Oh, let's just get to the big news. Okay. Come on, come on. This is the big news. Out of the blue, Honda like uh, popped this car on us. Uh, and uh, for all of you fans of Honda, you will appreciate uh, this white car. Can you guess what it is? As we're walking up to it, it starts with a P and ends with a Lude. A Lude? Yeah, Prelude. Oh yeah. Yep, there it is. The That's new, right. The new Prelude. Uh, I think. That looks pretty much production ready to me, Tommy. Yeah, they call it a concept, but once again, what concept has fully formed mirrors and appropriate size wheels and tires? Yeah, so um, fully electric now, and that's pretty much all we know, um, except it's a really good design. A little bit of Prius, a little bit of... Little There's bit of, speculation it could be front wheel drive. A little bit of Civic in the front end. I like that little blue streak down Yeah, we the just nose. saw that in the Mazda in red. Now we're seeing it in blue. Yeah, it's gorgeous, so it's a really good design. This, this thing's got hips to her. It's a lot of carbon, carbon mirrors, carbon roof. Big Brembo brakes hiding behind those 20-inch painted wheels. Once again, that continuous light bar. The back is really gorgeous. I don't hey, know. Hey, hiding back there. Is that the Honda E? We, we, is that the new version of it? I don't know much about the Honda I don't know e. what that little red thing is. There's a lot oh, it's of... It's also got a scooter with it. Hang and on. a shop back. It's not a shop back. Let me see if I can show you the back of the Prelude. That's about as close as you're going to get to it. But really, that's that's the angle right there. Rear three quarters. The way that that kind of glass tapers to the back with the little. I think it's going to have a trunk trailer. and not a not a hatch. Yeah, but I mean, come on, that's a gorgeous car. But look over here. See, I told you. Yeah. So this looks like so. The Moto Compo Dad was built to fit into a little car called the Honda City, yep. which looked exactly like this. Um, and then that's probably like the modern version of a Moto Compo, except now there's a Moto Compacto. I don't know what the story is, but it's a really cool little car. You need a shot back. <laughs> You're really, really, really grilling Honda on these little scooter things. All right, come on, let's keep going. <laughs> but that's pretty cool, Tom. You have to admit that the Prelude coming back is, uh, is pretty uh, excellent, huh? So um, show the Lexus? Honda, for some reason, has brought out the Jet, the Honda Jet. Oh, that's the new Elite 2, by the way. That's yeah, it's a bigger Honda one. Jet. Yeah, I actually got the flying, the 
First one, you know what it's like? What is it like? It's like being in a flying odyssey. So not, not a great review from Dad there. No, it's not a bad thing. I mean, like odysseys are comfortable. On the odyssey, huh? It's a comfortable car. Come on. So Lexus has put it upon itself to, for some reason... <laughs> build a side-by-side. Build a side-by-side. <laughs> like a Polaris Razor-style side-by-side. No joke. But legitimately, what we're looking at here is a full-on side-by-side with a Lexus badge on the front. It's got an LED light on the front. It's got Lexus badging on the interior. I mean, what in the heck? It's got airless tires. I mean, this is pretty out of out of the. Hey, come on over walls. here. Hey, hey, Sam. Say hi. Hey. Sam has been saying a lot of really nice things. You're hey, on our podcast you right now on his podcast. Oh, hey, Tommy. Hey, hey. The wheel bearing. So I want to thank you very much for giving us such a nice shout out. Well, and, and thanks for creating such great content that we oh, can get these shout outs. Yeah, really appreciate it. If you guys haven't done a wheel bearings, check it out. Him, Nicole, and Robbie are really entertaining and I always look forward to it every Sunday, man. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you Thank think you. of the, yeah. the the Lexus side-by-side, guys? You like it? Yeah. You like, like it, yeah? I, mean, I, so, like, I like the wheels. I like the wheels. Yeah, the wheels are pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, at least at least you're never going to puncture one of those on uh, Razorback or, or somewhere. Yeah, the cool thing is you have a lot of suspension, so even if they mm -hmm. are very harsh, yeah. there's a lot of suspension there. All right. So, yeah. This one here, though, the, yeah. the RZ off-roader. What do you think of that? I know. Hey, Tommy, you show them the RZ off-roader. KC lights, a little light bar, and look at the tires on that thing. I don't know. It seems very accredited. Right. You've, you've driven the RZ, right? I have. So That's right. You did, you, that was, I think that was one of your first Roman rants. Yeah, it was, so, a, it was a grumpy Roman review. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, imagine, put these tires, lift this up. Sure, you know, you're going to have, what, maybe 120, <laughs> 130 miles of range, tops? Yeah, is there any off-roading even in Japan? I don't think that's a thing here, is it? Maybe somewhere. Probably, probably is somewhere. Yeah, yeah. but not like, some not of the like rural Western areas. America. Hey, yeah. um, what do you think of all the EVs here? What the heck has happened? All of a sudden, it's raining EVs. Well, I mean, that's like you know, pretty much other, at least international auto shows. Not so much in the U.S., but I was in, in Munich for IAA uh, a month ago. And yeah, the Japanese have been holding out. That's true. Uh, but they're, you know, they're starting to do more. Uh, you know, Nissan's got some interesting stuff. I mean, it's not all EVs. There are still a bunch of internal combustion. The Mazda. Yes. Oh, oh my God. The Ionic SP. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. that, that that thing is amazing. And apparently, it has pop-up headlights. Those, I saw them. Yeah. Little, yeah. yeah, yeah they, cool. When I was over there looking at it, they weren't popped up, but that would be awesome. They're popped up now. Oh, all right. All right. We're gonna go. Right, see you. It's good seeing you. Bye. Thanks, have Sam. fun. All right. Let's keep going, Tommy. Oh, we right. Have, we have more Alexis concepts. Yeah, um, Alexis is going pretty nuts. This one looks less off-roady and more road-huggy. Um, I wish they gave them real names because I, for the life of me, can't remember any of the names of these. They call it the Wildcat or the Sabertooth, but they're all FTXX-305. Um, and I want to go over to this booth, Dad, because this is the funniest booth here at the um, uh, Japan Mobility Show, formerly the Tokyo Auto Show. So this is the Yamaha booth. Right? Yeah, they have instruments. But what I love about it is, like, if this was the U.S., they'd have the Yamaha motorcycles. Yeah. Or you'd go to the instrument show, and then they'd have the Yamaha piano. No, here, right across from Lexus, Yamaha has brought out their guitars, their pianos, their manufacturing equipment, everything, their motorcycles. So you can see a Yamaha guitar next to a Yamaha motorcycle, and, before, and that is just the greatest comp. Before uh, this turns into a musical podcast, show me the inside of this. Concept Lexus, because that is crazy, dude. Look at the inside of that thing. I've oh, never yeah. seen shag carpet that deep. And dual colored shag carpet. Can you get closer? 
Yeah, you got the, the, the dark and the white yeah. shag carpet. I know. And of course the yoke again. Yeah, the yolks are... This, but this is one of those concepts, the L-F-Z-L Tommy, that will never see light. <laughs> it's the worst name in the world. I mean, this, <laughs> they're not going to build this, are they? They could name this concept car whatever they wanted, and they came up with the L-F-Z-L. This is going to end up in some warehouse somewhere. But you know what won't end up in a warehouse? Uh, this, this is the craziest minivan. Now, we're here at BYD, which is a Chinese company called Build Your Dreams, and this minivan is, oh my god. This thing is crazy. Yeah. So this is the BYD Denza D9. And wait until you see the back seat of the Denza D9. I was expecting it to be typical minivan. Check this out. Full on business class style airplane recliners with, with massaging seats, heated seats, ventilated seats, a camera. So you can record yourself on this gigantic screen. Get rid of that, that's a little creepy. Dual sunroofs, I mean, it's unreal. This is of course a Chinese automaker, but unbelievable amounts of luxury here. Sliding seats, wireless charger. This is like a Rolls Royce in a minivan. Yeah, yeah, look at that. Uh, doors, I think they close themselves. Yeah, it's pretty cool, huh? That is just wild. So, you know, a few years ago, yeah. you were in LA checking out the Coda EV. Yeah, and now we've got, uh, uh, you know, when I was in Detroit like 14 years ago, there were all these <clears throat> Japanese manufacturers and Koda was the only one that actually came to America. Chinese. But Chinese. Uh, and now we've got BYD Build Your Dreams here with this uh, U8 uh, Defender knockoff. I mean, this is crazy too, Tommy. Well, Look at this thing. I was going to say that a lot of the designs are completely original. <laughs> this is one of the few, which I think is a little derivative. That front end is insane though. Look at like, the, so you've got, we're looking at what is essentially the new Defender design. And then in the front, we've got individual little pixels in the grill and across the headlights. What's up with the, up above the uh, windshield there? Are those like Well, uh, one of them's like the, yeah, the camera system for the, yeah. the adaptive cruise and for the lane centering and the semi-autonomous functionality. But let's, let's skip the seal and let's just go right to the Dolphin because the Dolphin is kind of the, probably the most interesting BYD here. Um, not the seal? No, not the seal. These are the seals. What, why the Bolt Dolphin is so interesting is because it's affordable. So here in Japan, they're trying to break into uh, kind of the electric car market and it's going to cost, uh, well, I'll tell you how much a Tesla cost here. It costs 5 million yen. This is going to cost 3 million yen, Tommy, so about, or about uh, $20,000. Yeah, right. And Teslas typically are going to go up from 5 million. The BZ4X and Subaru Solterra here are closer to 6 million, but this is the BYD Dolphin. It's getting a lot of play here. I mean, a lot of people are here looking at this thing. It is. It's been out in China for a couple of years, but it's brand new to the Japanese market. And it is an affordable, small um, EV. They're saying, predicting about 400 kilometers of range, right around 250 miles, zero to 60 in seven seconds for under $20,000. Yeah, we just bought the uh, Candy uh, K. 27, right? Uh, and that's not the kind of electric vehicle that this is, right? This is much more premium. It really is kind of the Chinese flexing their automotive muscle, showing what they can do in electric small cars that are affordable. Uh, and would you buy this for 40K, Tommy? There you go, nice work. You know, Dad, I totally Straight out of Fisker, or did Fisker copy BYD? For 20K, this is a lot of car. If it really goes, 400 kilometers, 250 miles. And we, we don't know charging rate. Uh, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. 
Uh, we don't know zero to 60. We do, seven seconds. Really? Yeah, adaptive cruise, lane centering, heated seats, power seats, all for 20 grand. And actually the build quality really seems pretty good. Lots of cool lighting, uh, good sized trunk back here. That build your dreams, that is really... Uh... Power, no, no, manual lift game. Always got getting too greedy. But look, I mean, the Chinese automakers, when the candy came out, yeah. were building some of the worst cars on the market. And now, fast forward a few years, and they're building some really innovative designs that are pushing the forefront of affordability, range, and quality. Yeah, my question for all of you guys watching this or listening to it is, uh, don't be like, hey, I won't buy a Chinese car, yada, yada. If you could go and pick up a high quality $20,000 Chinese car that got, let's say, 300 mile of range, would you buy it? So Suzuki is here with the new Swift, which is a little car we don't get in the States. Um, but they have one of my favorite cars on display over here. Which well, is show the, let's show the Delicas first well, before we get to the... We'll come back, but it's right, right here. Right, you the Delicas the, are going to be a process. I know, but people know the Suzuki Jimny. But not everybody in the U.S. knows about the Jimny, and I am starting a petition to get this stateside because this is a compact, small, little off-roader. I, I kind of like the SX250 uh, better in some ways, actually. No, the Jimny has solid axles, Dad. V-Strom, Tom. It's a V-Strom. A low-range transfer case, five-speed manual, I mean, this thing is rad, $30,000. It's saw it in Mexico. We have 1.5 liter four-cylinder, 100 horsepower, but this is what we need in the U.S., more affordable off-roaders. Look, I'm not opposed to a micro Wrangler, which this reminds me of a lot, uh, but I got a feeling that this might be one of those cars that's better seen than driven. Why? It just might be a little anemic and a little, uh, look, it needs a lift, it needs more aggressive tires, it needs a winch, it needs a bumper, it's it needs perfect. a lot. It's perfect it's as perfect. it is. Now, Mitsubishi over here. Oh, that's perfect. That Delica uh, Mini, now that's pretty perfect, Tommy. <laughs> so here in Japan, they have a classification of car called the K car, which I think is short for Kaijai Doja, but it's essentially a very small class of car with low horsepower engines that um, save you a lot of money on tax and parking registration and that kind of thing. And this is the Delica Mini, which is a tiny all-wheel drive adventure van with the cutest two-inch mud flaps. I mean, I've never seen anything cuter than that. I love this car. Um, you know, um, I think we're missing out by not having these K cars. I know the Delica has become a, kind of become a cult favorite in uh, America. They're 25 years or older now, so a lot of people are importing them. They're going for a lot of money, like 15,000 or more for one with you know serious miles. But look how much room there is back there. Oh well, my God, it's a little box. What's amazing is that the footprint of this is about the size of a Mini, Yeah. but you have seriously two and a half feet of leg room in the back seat. I mean, it is one of the best packaged vehicles on the market. And if you want something with a little bit more capability, this is the full-size Delica. This one's all wrapped up in Delica gear. But this is a, I think it's a diesel-powered, in this case, all-wheel drive adventure van. Yeah, um, with the Rally Art, of course, uh, livery on it. I love the big old knobby tires, you know. Uh, this is a three-row Tommy, so you could put uh, a lot of people in it. Yeah, this is a good-sized van, actually. It's got a lot of space, got a lot of clearance. Um, and then that is a preview of what we're going to see over here. The Triton. So Mitsubishi in the U.S., let's be honest. You want to see the new Delica? It's right there. That's not the new Delica. It's well, it's a DX concept, but God. that could be the new Delica. Once again, with the naming thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, what we're looking at here is like, it looks like a Moonlander on big, poofy marshmallow tires. And weird LED lights everywhere. You don't like it? 
Well, I just the look concepts that I, look how tall that is. That will not fit in anybody's garage. The concepts don't get me super excited because they just unless you can go out and buy them. That's good. What is, it's like 15 feet tall. Oh yeah, my god, that's silly. But this is not silly. So um, yeah, let's show them this truck. Right in the U.S., the Mitsubishi lineup is pretty scant. You've got the Outlander, Outlander Sport, Eclipse Cross, but this is cool. Remember the Diamante? I do not, because that was like thir before your time. <laughs> that was 13 years before I was born. But this is the um, Mitsubishi Triton, which is a brand new truck they just redid, yeah. and it's uh, kind of based on the Frontier. Yeah, it was built in, in collaboration with Nissan. This one is a diesel, Tommy. Yeah, 2.4 liter diesel, 201 horsepower. But look, I mean, really, some Nissan part sharing, like with that screen, steering wheel's pretty similar to the Nissan truck, same with the gauges. But I really like the design of the Mitsubishi more, especially in the front with kind of this iconic Mitsubishi design language with that inverted C, the egg crate grill. I mean, it's a good looking truck. Want to show them the bed? You want to show them the business end of it? 500 kilograms of capacity is what the sticker says, which is, what, over a thousand pounds? Yeah, they're into deep beds here. Look how deep this bed is. Deep bed, you got a composite liner in yeah, there. Yeah, but there's nothing like, I mean, you know, not even dampened. Look, I don't want, I could let this slam, but I won't. I oh. mean, come on, guys, you, you can do better. Yeah, right? I mean, it's, it's basic, Dan. Look at this. I like that, 500 kilograms. GSR. Yeah. But Dad, here's the thing, right? So the based on the Frontier, yeah. the Frontier has been federalized. How hard would it be to get this? It would be very hard because Nissan would be like, don't you dare compete with our Frontier with your Mitsubishi, because how would you separate the two? Well, Toyota and Subaru do it with the BRZ and the... Do they? Do they? Yeah. Do they? GR86 and BRZ? I mean, the same car. No, I know they do it, but do they? Is it actually working for them? Well, you see what I, I'm saying? I think it does because they did it again on the BZ4X hey, in Solterra. There's something here that we're getting at the BMW stand, and that is uh, the new uh, 2024. And this is production ready, Tommy. X2. Now, is it the launch of the previous one? The difference, of course, between the X1 and the X2 is that this has got that sloping back end. Right, yeah. So, X2, it's all new for 2024. Second gen, as you mentioned, very vertical front end, got a huge kidney grill, very angular headlights. This is the M235 version with over 310 horsepower, 0 to 65 seconds. And it's a much better looking car than the outgoing one, I think. Especially the back end on this M235, you got this aggressive lip spoiler, and then you got these enormous quad exhaust, which is a little overkill for a uh, for a four-cylinder. The problem with this is, you know what the problem with this is? Well, the price is going to be too expensive. Well, yeah, the other problem with it is uh, the Tesla Model Y performance. It'll kill it in a straight line. Well, sure, but what happens yeah, well, if you have to go... Around a turn? 280 miles. Or on a road trip? Exactly. All right, well, let's show them the electric version because there is an electric version. And as we do that, we're going to walk by the new BMW Neuklasse, which is uh, their new design language uh, look at basically a sedan. What do you think of this, Tom? You like it? Um, it's Pretty better. Pretty radical, huh? I mean, I have to say, it's it's better than some of the stuff they're currently doing. Here, I'll show yeah, you on the they, front of they it. They got rid of a lot of that huge kidney grill, and they've incorporated the lights into the kidney grill. I think I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's much more airy than Neue the current Klasse, ones. sorry. I forgot the E. Yeah, the Neue Klasse. Yeah, the new um, class. I think it's much more airy, especially the interior look. Those people look like they're in a little fishbowl. So lots of glass, which I love. You know how hot that's going to get in there. Well, hopefully they have a shade. Yeah, they're going to have to put a shade Many in Many shades. And I brought us over here because of this, which is the electric version of the X2. Yeah, check it out. This is the iX2. 
electrified, same basic idea as the X2, but with the battery electric architecture. I'm gonna say I like that purple matte paint better. Yeah. I'm a big fan of candy up already, this not so much. There's a guy over there who I accidentally spilled ketchup on his $13 shoes, $1,300 shoes. When was this? So it was a while ago in a program, I felt terrible. Oh geez. I offered to pay to get him dry clean, but he, he turned me down, but it was an investment. This is our first time actually coming over here uh, to the Nissan booth, and they've unveiled a whole bunch of different concepts, all electric. What the hell is this? Hey, here's a shortcut. If you see those little camera mirrors, it'll never get made. Well, it looks like a Subaru designer to this one, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> the carbon wheels are really a popular thing here. So this really rolls off the, the, the this really rolls off the tongue. This is the Nissan A S S B E. E capital E, sorry. Four horse. Aspie. I wouldn't know if I would put my word ass on the side of a you car. You think it's uh, like the, the next GTR? Well, certainly on the back it oh, looks like it. Oh, look at that thing, Tommy. Look at the doors. This is the doors on the white car. Nissan's a little far out here, I think, on yeah, some of their concepts. I like concepts. how they incorporated the pyramid into the wheel. Why do you think they put the word ass on the side of this car? Well, it's A-S-B-E. -S -E. No, A-S-S-B-E. I'm trying to get the B. It's a capital E, so go E. Now, here is something you could drive today, Dad. This is... I, I don't actually know what this is. I think this is the cheapest electric car in Japan. This is the Nissan Sakura. It's a K car, which is um, small. Sorry, my pants are riding up the wrong way. This is a small electric vehicle sold yeah. in Japan. That's all I have to say about the Sakura. But you went over about my pants? No, <laughs> I don't want to know about your pants. Mm, it's been a long day. We're jet lagged. I'm tired. I like this two-tone leaf. That's pretty uh, cool. Yeah. You believe that they're still building this? I'm sorry. I'm getting a little uh, un, undiplomatic here. Well, come on. The Leaf has been around. That, you know that New York uh, Detroit Auto Show I was at in 20, 2009 where they had all those uh, uh, Chinese cars? The Leaf was there. Sure. And it hasn't changed much. Well, it's got been a new generation of Leaf. But yeah, I mean, the Aria is here too, which is Nissan's replacement to the Leaf. Okay, we got one last bit of haul to see. So here at the um, Japan Mobility Show. There are no garbage cans. Yeah, there are literally no garbage cans. Yeah, no, no, you. Uh, you take your trash with you. Yeah, exactly. um, But there's also a distinct lack of Korean manufacturers, no American manufacturers, nope. no Volkswagen. Mercedes is here, we saw Mercedes. Yeah, BMW is here, no Audi, no Porsche. No Audi, no Porsche, no. I mean, it's basically a Japan-centric show, which makes sense, but when you go to Detroit, you still have Toyota and those hey, manufacturers. Fuso, that's big trucks. Yeah, Mitsubishi Fuso, exactly right, Isuzu. Um, these are the large truck section. We've got a lot of hydrogen here in Japan, like that uh, Hino is a yeah, hydrogen so, so fuel here's cell. The thing. Japan doesn't really have any like uh, oil of its own, right? So for them, hydrogen is a good well, resource. Well, you can make it. Because they're an island, right? Yeah, and you can build it. Yeah, because they live. Manufacture it. And a little water, which is what hydrogen is. Um, when so, you, when you, you know, when you break, break it down. Yeah, and they're, they're really pushing hydrogen here. You, you can refuel hydrogen cars across Japan, unlike a lot of, uh, unlike a lot of the um, uh, US uh, states. Um, so here we got another Japanese manufacturer, Daihatsu. I feel underdressed, Tommy. I think I should have worn a suit. Oh yeah, you should see what I'm wearing. <laughs> I can show them here. No, that's okay. You're wearing your all TFL shirt. I know, but it's been thoroughly sweat through at this point. I've yeah. walked probably six miles today. Oh, more than that. Oh, much more than that. I think we're at 25,000 steps now. So we've been here all day. This is kind of the end of the day. The show's winding down. So let's finish off here uh, uh, with these last few cars. We're at the Daihatsu 
uh, stand. Uh, and uh, they've got two really cool uh, concept cars that I really like. Now, Daihatsu is owned by Toyota, and they make more of those little K Remember vehicles. Remember the Rocky Restone? Yeah, but they make primarily these K vehicles, these really small, compact delivery Well, let's we'll start with this one here. The, 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 the Koppen, how do you pronounce that? The Koppen? Koppen. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's this really cool little convertible, and they actually rolled out a brand new one. Right. The Koppen has been around since the late 90s, early 2000s. If you're a fan of Gran Turismo 4, you've probably driven a Koppen. Look at um, this little guy, Tommy. That's pretty cool. Look at this little dev. Yeah, this, this is everything is, you need, nothing you don't. This is so cute. Once again, battery electric. Yeah, it's this a little. This is the one I got yelled at for opening, Dad. Oh, well, then they're going to yell at us again. I opened it. This is a little tiny van. It's so cute. Yep, continuing with that K theme, battery electric. But uh, yeah, the Copen is a small K sports car, 60 horsepower in this model, 659 cc's. Cool. Um, the is really, if you look, leaning into the heritage here. Yeah, they got a pretty long lineage, of course, now owned by Toyota. But this is the one I love, Dad. This is the Daihatsu Osanpo, which is a concept car, but it's an off-road roadster. Tiny little thing. I think it's fully electric. Got off-road Kumo tires on there. Got a little bit of a lift kit. It kind of looks like a retro uh, 1960s beach buggy. Oh man, that is so cool. Well, we know it's a concept because I don't think it has a roof. Yeah, I don't think it has a roof, but it's fantastic. Wouldn't you buy one of those? Uh, yeah, I would buy. You know what that reminds me a little bit of? Like the Mini Moke. Yeah, kind of a, a same bit, vibe. A little bit of Mini Moke vibe. All right, well, show them the new Copen, which is really cool. Now, I think, I'm not sure if this is electric or not. I want to say it may not be, maybe a 1.3 liter, but look at the interior of this car. This is, is so the, cool. So this is a larger than the one we were looking at. It's no longer a K vehicle. It's the Vision Copen. Yeah, but look at that inside. I think this is coming into production. So it's got kind of a two-screen setup with these futuristic speakers there mounted in the dashboard. I gotta say, I usually don't like you know like when interiors are too black, but that is a really nice interior. That is beautifully done. Are those speakers those little like uh, crosses like gun hairs? Uh, or vents. It could be vents too. Yeah. But um, deep set bucket seats in there, much bigger than the old Copen, but a really cool MX-5 competitor in an open top roadster. Show them the front, would you? Yeah. So here's the thing, right? Toyota doesn't really build a MX-5 competitor, a Miata competitor, but because they have a large share in Daihatsu, this would be kind of their MX-5 Miata competitor, which is really cool. Vision Copen, that's a gorgeous little car, never coming to the States. No, yeah. never coming to the States, unfortunately. And lastly, I want to show off a couple other things here at hey, Toyota. Hey, we're back at Toyota. We did a whole uh, walk around of these two halls. Now, there are four other halls, which we're not going to get to today, unfortunately, uh, because they're very far away. Yeah, and there's not too much to show in there. It's a lot of, like, um, industry... So what is this thing we're looking at? Car suppliers. This, like, coffee machine truck. Well, this is a really cool idea. So this is the Toyota Renga Concept. Now, Toyota is looking at building this vehicle as a modular, affordable way to get countries and businesses off the ground. So you buy it like a chassis cab. Let me show you the front end of this. Super blocky, squared off. It's supposed to be very utilitarian and affordable, kind of like a 70 series Land Cruiser, which they don't have here, but um, very basic. And then you outfit it with whatever you want. Now, this one's got a little coffee bar in the back. This one over here, though, this is just a chassis cab. This is an electric one on the IMVO architecture, the IMVO platform. And I just think it's such a good idea. I'd love to have a super cheap, stripped-down truck. In the U.S., imagine 25, 30 grand with a flatbed on the back and Toyota reliability. Sign me up. That would be incredible. Look how cool that is. 
you're not interested in that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm more interested in uh, seeing the back end of that. Uh, did you say it was going to be an MR2 competitor? Well, MR2? potentially. Yeah. I already forgot the name. FTSM, FM, SM, FMT. I forgot. But it, in theory, it's the upcoming MR2 concept. So, I think we did it. Yeah, we did it. We did it in, what, 45 minutes? We gave you uh, an express walk around of the Japan Mobility Show, and uh, I am exhausted, Tommy. Like I said, we've done videos on a lot of these cars, so if you want to go over to alltfl.com, uh, be sure to go uh, check that out if you want, like, an up-close view of some of this. What is your favorite car here? Well, I think for me that it's got to be that Toyota truck that we started with. Yeah. I really think that it could happen. It looks like it's production oriented, if not production ready. Um, so that's the one that got me excited, the electric Toyota truck Maverick slash Rivian competitor we haven't decided yet. I got, tell you, I got two favorites. I love the Mazda. Uh, I just worry they'll never build it, but I love that little mini Delica. Like yeah, Delica Mini. the Delica Mini was really yeah. cool. Yeah, it is really cool. It's, um, it turned out to be a, oh, it's Kirk. Hey, Kirk. You guys are still here? Yeah, we're, we're still here. We're still here. We're hey, still working. Kirk, we're recording a podcast. Want to yeah, do the yeah, podcast? Okay, mic me up. What's up? You're mic'd up. Favorite, favorite car of the show? Uh, the Mazda. The, the coupe. channel first. So people oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Kirk Kreifels, or just type in Kirk Cars at YouTube. You'll find me. He does a lot of uh, Japanese. Well, yeah, it's perfect. You know, this has been a childhood dream of mine to come to the Japan Mobility, Tokyo Motor Show, whatever you want to call it. And the reality is here. It's great. Right, so what's your favorite? Yeah, the Mazda, Mazda. but you know, the, the Delica, the Mitsubishi Delica concept really surprised me I too. Said, I said that too, yeah. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Oh, well, you mean the big tall one? Yeah, the big tall the off road intro. Yeah, yeah, I think it was cool. You want to be on our podcast really quick? Go ahead, David. Sure, yeah, of course. Hey, yeah. Just say your name and your channel. David Chow Automotive Press. Now, David has uh, been all over Toyota like flies on you know what. <laughs> so he comes to the uh, show every year. So what is your favorite vehicle here? My favorite car. That's a good question. I think the Mazda concept. Oh, the Mazda. Did, did you say the same thing? It's too Even good. though, it's obviously, so there's lots of interesting things on Toyota's side. The Mazda one is most likely to come true, first of all. And then I spoke to the president of Mazda just about an hour ago. And while he couldn't like actually say that it's going to happen, he kind of said, why would we create this and not create something in the future? So I think yeah. that's a pretty good telltale sign that's going to happen. What's your YouTube channel? Automotive Press. Yeah. And uh, you can tell he's Canadian because it's Mazda. Yes, <laughs> I should say. What do you but, think of the truck up there? Uh, well, the EPU. Yeah, the, well, both the truck and the electric Land Cruiser, unfortunately, is not body on the frame. So I asked Simon Humphreys earlier that, hey, you know, it's a Land Cruiser, it's a pickup truck, but neither is body on the frame. I said, I'm a little bit disappointed with that, but he said this is a new era of trucks and SUV that still convey the, the message of off-roading capability, but in a new type of body. So I guess just the way it is, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if it'll do well, but it looks very different from anything else from Toyota, right? Yeah. So the design language, the philosophy is different. This one doesn't even look like a Land Cruiser. Well, well the EPU you know. was designed by Kelty. So oh, it's, yeah, that's true. It's yeah, very yeah, American. Yeah. Very American, yeah. 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 very American. And it's yeah. got a mid-gauge. You see that? Yeah, I haven't gone and looked at it yet yeah, yeah. carefully. But yeah, so, I mean, it could slot underneath a Tacoma. It's you very know, possible. It's very possible, yeah. Yeah, I'm hearing rumors that's going to happen, right? Uh, unitized body electric truck. So I think it's just a matter I, of time. I think if they can keep that under, I'm going to go big here. Let's say in the 50 range, then I think they would do well. Because like, Rivian is 72, right, at right. its base. Yeah. 
and now you could get that maybe at 50, 60,000. I think people will go for it. I think so. You probably sell really well, just like the Ford Maverick, right? All right, guys. So. Well, there you have it. Thank Kirk, you very much, gentlemen. You. Guys, much appreciated. Right. Appreciate it. See ya. Yeah, it's good seeing you guys. Gentlemen. Safe thank travels. You. Thank you. We well, watch all of you guys. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Guys oh, thank you for watching. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yes, oh, head up this out. Oh, my, my. I oh my my! I watched him. You need to interview him. Go. go interview no, no, him. I'm not gonna go interview him. I just, I just kind of, I just, I just kind of talked about his uh, concept, so I feel bad now. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. Head on over to LTFL if you want to see individual videos. And Tommy, I think it's time to go home. Yeah, let's go home. It was exhausting. I'm tired, dude, and my back hurts. I'll see you guys next time. Ciao. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.